and welcome back to episode honestly we've been doing so many i've lost count i don't know either <laughs> like you know and it's really good babe like we're continuing doing our podcasts so welcome back to episode let's say eight let's say eight of the business pleasure podcast with myself john l oh, i'm sure they'll never forget your name with that beautiful face babe don't worry don't worry about introducing yourself anymore right okay. they know you Okay, they cool. know you are. Right? I was never worried, but okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so one of the major things that I think is really important about every aspect of our podcast, how was your week? Um, my week was good. Okay. I think no, I I did get um the majority of things that I wanted to get accomplished for the week. Mm-hmm. When I say that, I simply just mean our posting. Yep. Got all that done. Um, that was pretty much it. That I had to get accomplished for the week, mm-hmm. um, to be honest. So yeah, I had a good week. Nice, nice, nice. Um, for me, I think my my week was good. Again, we've just been focused on being consistent, which of course, for the most part, I was. So I had to do a lot of posting. Um, we finally we finally finalized what we want to do for the website. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to create like a spreadsheet with over like hundreds of products, and I was able to do that in under three hours. How long did it take you? With under three hours. But how long did it take you? Under three hours. But it took you a long time, no? Honestly, it was longer than I expected. Exactly. It was a bit longer than so I expected. So let me give you a little bit of a backstory. So <laughs> when we were doing the... <laughs> she's sour, guys, if you haven't noticed. She's, she's a little sour. Yeah, I'm a little bit sour because you need to understand how long it takes to do certain things. So when okay. we... When <laughs> you do now, don't you, though? <laughs> You'll learn today. Yeah. What? So when we were doing the last website... I did essentially what you did, yeah. and I did the descriptions, the size, the category mm-hmm. for all of our inventory, and it literally, I felt like it took me like six hours. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like it took literally forever. Obviously, I, had, I took breaks, but like, mm-hmm. it just took a really long time, and then, you know, the other day, you were like, oh, um, can you do it? And I was like, yeah, I can do it. It's just going to take me a long time. And you were like, oh, don't worry. I'll do it. I'll get it done so much just faster. Like that, eh? I yeah. did. I cut, it, I cut it time in half. I did do it so much faster. You're right. I said it felt like six hours. I didn't say it took me six hours. Okay, I said okay. It felt like a six hours. He said, I'll get it done so much faster. And you're there huffing and puffing like, oh, I see you like take a break, walk away, <laughs> come back to it. You realize you missed like four pictures, come back to it. Like, yeah, because what it is though, it's not hard. It's just really tedious because you constantly have to go back and forth between mm-hmm. what we post on the websites and the apps and mm-hmm. just to make sure that you have everything is unified. Mm-hmm. So like it wasn't hard, but it, it, it kind of made me understand just like, the small things that really need to go into place to have like a website that really looks good and like half decent. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're able to talk to our developer and he's gonna do an amazing job just throwing all those online for us. Mm-hmm. And then that's one task that we kind of realized, yo, we're not gonna do this anymore because yeah, we know how to do it, but for us to like constantly do this every single time, it's gonna take away a lot of time that we can like put into something else. Yeah, and like, like I think one of the things that we were really focused on when we first started um our business was you know how can we save money and like how can we kind of like learn to do 99.9 percent of things on our own Mm. but like we're getting to the point now where it's like we can afford to invest some like money into something else that we're not necessarily experts in so we can become experts in the other things of our business that are more important and more and, and and require our, our attention more so. Yeah, know? and like reallocating like those small tasks, that's going to free up a lot of time for us so we can like yeah. really focus on the more important things in our business, right? Yeah. And to be honest with you, 
money's coming in right now. <laughs> so, you know, we can put a little money, we can invest a little money into certain things that, again, save us on time and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's nice. I think it's, it's good because when we initially started our business, we had this idea that, hey, um, we need a business account. Yeah. We need all these, um, um, we need all these apps that are automated. And what that really does, it does up a lot of your time with like having little things like that, but it takes a lot of your bottom dollar, especially yeah. when we just started out and like we weren't really making that much sales and, like, and generating any revenue. And like, I'm actually like, I'm, I'm upset with TV now I think about it. Like, I'm upset. Yeah. Like, you guys, like, could have been, like, hey, like... Because I remember the guy, we had, like, a financial advisor. Like, we were, like, legit. That like, was, like, okay. sitting down with us, mm-hmm. like, oh, how many, how much... Transactions. Profit, how many transactions do you, do you need? And we're, like, mm-hmm. uh, we have zero right now, so also, I don't know how we can gauge that, but... Yeah. So, he's, like, okay, it's fine. Just take the $40 a month account. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, like, come on, man. Like, we're, we're starting out here. Mm-hmm. We're both broke. Like, we're both, like, trying to, like, make the best of, like, our business, trying to get it off the ground, mm-hmm. and you're giving us this $40 a month account that we can't even afford right now like yeah. obviously we should have thought of that for ourselves but mm-hmm. I don't know I just want to blame someone so. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay and it's a good learning experience because realistically we did after maybe like two to three months yeah. then we realized hold on we could just have a checking account that's our business account from any bank that is a free account with no yeah. monthly fees or anything right yeah. so that's one thing that I really liked what we're able to do we're able to realize like hey we need to save money because one major part about business is not always making money but how you can cut down on costs yeah and then also we also had um hood suite hood suite i think it was was. yeah hood suite it's like this app that automates all your postings and everything Mm -hmm. which again is really useful but when we're starting out with our business it's more important that we're actually doing we're actually practitioners and actually trying Mm -hmm. to engage with our community because that will really allow us to understand the community, engage with them, and really just give value back to them, you know? Mm-hmm. But when everything's just system, everything's just autonomous, and it's just like, oh, here it is. It's not, it doesn't come It's off, not genuine. And it, yeah, it doesn't come across as being authentic either. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the most important things about having a business is just being authentic and being real and, like, having something that people can connect with because if people can't really connect with you, then mm-hmm. they don't want to really be around you. They don't want to mess with you. They don't want to hear about your business. They don't want to... They don't really care, essentially, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that's so important. No, 100%, man, 100%. Um, one thing I really want to focus on or, like, talk about, we spoke about it briefly last week, yeah. is how that we can improve our personal social media accounts Yeah. so they can represent us. Yeah. I had messaged this lady on Facebook because she was going around giving, like, free photos and everything. Yeah. And, again, this goes back to about cutting into costs. So I'll I'd, take anything for free. <laughs> we'll, we will <laughs> take, take anything, anything for, for free. free. Especially if it's good work too, right? I saw some of her pictures. And it was pretty good. But um, I sent her an initial message and she didn't get back to us as yet. So um, we'll see what's going on. Did you, you, know? What did you say though? Um, I was like, hey, is the service still available? Okay. Yeah, so. I guess she's like not super eager to like give yeah. out free stuff. Yeah, like she's like, yeah, I'm trying to build my portfolio. I'm and like, there's yeah. probably like. I'll help you build stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'll help you build. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably like tens of thousands, not thousands, but like many people. people that probably must have been like, oh, can you do my like wedding photos or mm. like something like that? So, yeah. who knows? Maybe we'll just wait it out and see. Yeah, because like um, in her advertisement, she talked about um, working with couples. I was like, mm-hmm. hold on. Me and Colin are a couple of people. We're in a relationship, <laughs> we're a couple. So I was like, yo, let's make this work. But it's all the criteria requires, sure. You, you know, you know, but I guess we didn't qualify, but nah, we'll happens. see, we'll see. There's yeah, still time. Yeah, we'll take my ear. So yeah, I really want to sit down and focus on how we can really give content for our personal page. Yeah. Not like we said, we don't necessarily want to be business oriented. Yeah. Maybe like little little tidbits of here and there a bit. Yeah. But like just be genuine with like our family and friends, because yeah. that's generally what 
our Facebook and IGs are, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. And I think the one thing that I want to force myself to do is to take one picture a day. Mm. That's my goal. To take one picture a day. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be a little bit easier now since I got my new do. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Okay. Looking like a snap. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be a little bit easier now. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to take one picture a day. It doesn't have to be of me, but maybe what I'm doing, mm -hmm. or, which is just like usually this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but like, so it's creating that stockpile yeah, of content, like, you know? And like, also, we're going on vacation soon. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll have pictures from that, and then mm -hmm. I can just like piece those in every here and there to mm -hmm. make my Instagram look booming yeah so mm. which is which is really good mm -hmm. especially with being business and personal you have to find like the perfect line and combine those two mm -hmm. and I know we were speaking and you said like as a woman sometimes it feels like in business you're maybe treated a bit differently than I am yes uh, yes take your time what, what do you mean what, what do you mean this is what's going on babe so it's not hard but it's just like a little bit frustrating mm -hmm. Okay. I just find it really frustrating just because, like, I do just as much for this business as you do. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, whenever we're, like, in social settings or whenever we're at an event or anything, really, when anyone ever asks about the business, they immediately, like, they'll look at me. Like, they'll acknowledge that I'm standing there, but they'll immediately go to you and be like, hey... Man, what's this business about? Hey, babe, you're throwing my presence, though, man. But if it's not you, man. It's like, my presence. No, no. See, like you make <laughs> it worse like, by making a joke. I'm just joking. I'm just you joking. make it worse. I'm just joking. Because like it actually, I'm not saying it it, it it affects me, but it definitely bothers me mm -hmm. because it happens every single mm -hmm. time. And then like I'll be standing there, and then they'll be like, oh, um, like do you work here, or mm -hmm. like are you helping out with him, or mm -hmm. um. Are you his like assistant or something? And I'm like, no, like this is my business too. I'm the co-owner of this. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they're all like, whatever. But it's like, why is it their initial reaction? Their initial reaction is always that I'm helping you, or I'm your assistant, mm -hmm. or I'm like just like some random girl that's like folding clothing for you. And it's like, why can't I be the lead? Why can't you be? Why isn't there the assumption that you're helping me? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, every I time. I think I think one of the reasons is I'm not trying to like make excuses for anyone, but I'm just trying to be like devil's advocate is because like our product is generally tailored towards men. So once people look at the product, maybe they have that assumption that, oh, this is a men's clothing thing and even though she's here, maybe it's his business just based off of the product. Okay, you know? okay, that may be fair, but also to be devil's advocate, there are also circumstances where like I'll be around people that I've like explicitly said like yeah we're co-owners mm -hmm. I'm you know a fifty percent business partner as is John L and there'll be there'll be situations where we're talking as a group and like I am excluded from certain things mm -hmm. just like through conversation like it'll be like yeah like me and you can meet up and we'll talk about this but it's like so why can't it be us like we all yeah, will meet up yeah. and talk about this you know no, what i 100%. mean and it's like i'm standing right there so it's like that your argument doesn't necessarily apply in those types of settings mm -hmm. which do happen on occasion because like they know it's in men's clothing predominantly clothing but yet they still are assuming that i'm not a business partner even though no, definitely. I already and, and i think like some, some like i think also with what with what you're saying i also have to take some of the blame as well because sometimes i'm not as like 
straight up to be like, oh yeah, by the way, this is also my business partner, Kale, right? A lot of times, like, I'll take over the conversation. I'm, I'm more so focused on, like, oh, yeah, like, what can I meet up with this guy? Yeah. Like, can we figure out how to bring value to them? Yeah. But in reality, in the back of my mind, I'm all like, how can Colin and I figure something out? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm sure that's a, that also comes into play as well, too, right? Or maybe myself as well. Like, maybe I'm just a little bit passive sometimes in some settings mm-hmm. and not as, like, dominant. So that's also something that I can work on too. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's one thing. It's probably like a multifaceted thing, right? Where it's like maybe it's 10% Janelle, 50% the people, 10% you. And then of course there are going to be other factors that come More into play as well. Or just their like perceptions of like maybe the fact Like that women like, in the workplace. Yeah, like just you know? their like old time perceptions. I don't know. Yeah. But either, nonetheless, it, it's something that does bother mm-hmm. me. But I feel like you always handle it so well, though, because like you've had this, we've had this conversation before, and you say sometimes like use it as a motivating factor yeah. to be like, yeah, like now I have to not necessarily prove myself, but continue working hard so the company's represented in a positive light, right? Yeah, and no, I definitely like. I, it's not like it's not that sense that it bothers me in the point where it makes me like super angry and upset, but it just like it bothers me in the sense of it's that I feel like I I am doing that, I am working towards that where I feel like me being you know seen as like an equal in like business types of settings it doesn't necessarily like pan out mm-hmm. as much as i would like it to so like i don't know that's that's my only thing but i don't know i guess it's just a work in progress no 100 percent, right and it's like what we said about our own business this business has really taught us about trial and error right yeah and so if we're constantly realizing that like the conversations aren't, aren't necessarily working in both of our favors mm-hmm. how can we change that dynamic up so it's like we both feel like we're we're representing the company properly and people understand that like hey like she's doing just as much as he's doing or whatever you know because yeah. the worst thing i would want to happen is that like where this does start affecting us and maybe like i maybe that maybe i am part of the reason why you're not like being represented properly and i think I like it back you know i think like in some settings you are like when you said like sometimes you'll you'll just like get quickly into conversation but then you won't necessarily be like yeah this is my introduce, yeah, partner yeah, yeah, as well yeah. but then at yeah. some but then there's also some occasions where like i don't really expect you to do that mm-hmm. like i don't expect you like every customer that walks up you'll be like hey like you're interested in the share oh random point like this is my business like you know what i mean like it doesn't necessarily <laughs> yeah, apply yeah, 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 yeah. but like when it's it, when it's like a business to business type of working relationship and you've been in conversation with someone for like five ten minutes and you have still have not let them know that like yeah this is my business partner like because mm-hmm. it's hard for me to interject in those types of settings and be like oh by the way sorry to interrupt whatever you're talking about that i'm trying to like listen to <laughs> over the corner but like um i'm a business partner too you know what i no, mean 100%, 100%. and it just seems like i'm being like pushy which is not how I want to come across either. So. No, no, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And like again, we're constantly gonna be working on it, and we have to. But yeah. one thing I think we should also try to be working on is like how can we revisit our business plan, and find a way to like really fine tune it, because mm-hmm. some things that we wanted to accomplish in five years, we accomplished the first year, and some things yeah. that we were we were supposed to accomplish the first year, we still haven't even got to those things as yet, right? Because yeah. I think now we're better to start to under- understand the best way that. We can bring value to people and our, the way our business is being run it's kind of being re- reformed yeah. as we're working at it right because yeah. now we're starting to realize like we really like the whole sourcing aspect and aside from and all the success we've had in a like um a b2c mm-hmm. we're now um entering into like the b2b 
realm as well too right yeah and like when you think about it, we never really had that in our Before. business plan no right? or even really considered it yeah mm-hmm. so i definitely think that's something that we can do kind of a little bit on our downtime because mm-hmm. it's not something that's like super super like time sensitive yeah so i think that should be one of our, our list of things to do when we're on vacation oh yeah 100 percent. because especially when we're on vacation we're gonna have a lot of downtime but so i really want to take it time to break down the business and then really like reconstruct it yeah i say like, okay like yeah we're doing this really good like how can we fix this like oh crap like we've totally pushed this part aside like let's bring that up back up you know yeah and i think like right now we've we've mainly been focusing on like the finances of the business mm-hmm. because that's what's becoming so like good for us speaking of finances i actually had a question mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. so in the week we were working with our um like our website yeah. developer and um he offered to do the work for free yes he yes. offered to do the work for free okay and you said no mm-hmm. i'm not like necessarily super surprised that you said no mm-hmm. um but i just want to know like what's your reasoning like why did you say um why did you say no because i feel like if that was like two years ago when we were like you know still in the early parts of our business we would have been like yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent I'll, like, please do it for free. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, one reason why I said that was because, like, I don't ever want to feel as if like, I'm taking advantage of someone, especially when he was actually been there helping us so much, you know, and he does great quality work. So for my whole thing is, like, I want to reimburse him for the time that he's putting in. Mm-hmm. And two, once there's consideration, so he's doing something, and I'm supplying money, now there's a contract. Mm-hmm. So, there's no, so there's no, there's no BS about, like, hey, like, I'm doing this out of like out of the kindness of my heart so if mm-hmm. we don't like something now we can regulate it and be like hey sorry by the way like we paid us the money maybe it's not as much as Jenny that you would like but you can't bring that to me yeah no I, I agree like I kind of felt the same way because we were going back to him for a lot of different updates mm-hmm. and like I was wondering like okay at some point he's gonna want to bring up the conversation of like okay i need to get paid for like some of this stuff yeah 100%. and i did feel like guilty at times like every so often i check in and be like hey like what would it cost you to add this or add that i would always ask him and he would always say nothing mm-hmm. but in the back of my mind like in my gut like it didn't feel right taking like services, services from another yeah. business and not like paying for it yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. and that's my whole thing too it's right I and honestly kind of goes back to my personality as well like I don't want no one to be like oh I, you owe me something now yeah you know what I mean so from the jump I just wanted to be like hey like let's have an agreement where we understand the terms of it and let's just take it from there you know yeah and again it's like I like you can only ask someone for something so much until they're like okay like no nah, this is too much yeah exactly like, you know until I mean? like you can only like take so much until they're like okay you've it's like overstaying your welcome it's like yeah it's yeah like when yeah. someone invites you over to your house and you're there a week later and they're like um seriously like you don't have common sense to know that it's been time to go so mm-hmm. like that's kind of like the same thing i was kind of trying to figure out like i knew we were kind of on the same page but i know we didn't really talk about it yeah yeah but yeah they were connected man we don't, gotta, we don't gotta talk about it i know that is you know? very true and our personalities are like really similar and i think that's why our business is starting to like run so much smoother now because mm-hmm. we're, we're starting to intertwine like the good aspects of your personality and my personality put into the business you know yeah so i think that's really important as well yeah and also just the way we treat people right mm-hmm. like this industry is so small the last thing i want to hear is that like oh those guys from clarence and co you know like they're really cheap they're all trying to get work for free of course because i see it myself yeah i see it myself with like my friends when they're doing their own you know we just said we wanted to <laughs> <laughs> we we like if you offer us something for free yeah of course 
I, I love my, my hands are tied. I love I, offering. I will take it. But <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to do something for free. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unless it's like a win-win type of like, like I scratch your back, you scratch my but back. See, but but then like, that's, that's not even free. Then. That's not even free. You're, that's you guys like, are giving off resources. That's, yeah, that's, that's resources. just an exchange of resources. Exactly. That's, that's, that's completely different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, no. No, like, no. This isn't like, life isn't a charity. Like, I'll pay my little X amount an hour. Gotta pay your dues. No, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, so we also had an, uh, I guess essentially our first event this week. Yes, yes, yes. So one of my good friends, he's like an up and coming artist in Toronto. Um, if you guys take a, ch- if you guys get a chance, check him out. His name is Ty Sinaj, really creative, really eclectic guy. And he had this idea where he wanted an event that represented something really futuristic. So to complement the event, he wanted a really curated he wanted really curated pieces that represent his demographic and the event within itself. So he had come over to our place, taken a look at the inventory, and he, we had about what, like 50 different pieces that we can choose from. Yeah. And I personally thought it was a really good event. It was yeah. the first one of the year, but it kind of reinvigorated me by going to events because mm-hmm. I forgot like how much I actually enjoy talking to people about business. Yeah, and it's talking hard. about our business and things like that, you know? Yeah, no for sure. And it's hard like when you've been like kind of like out of the swing for a little bit because yeah. we've been selling a lot but we haven't had an event since December. December yeah. Just so, before Christmas, right? Yeah, just before Christmas. So like so like for me to like get back into like talking to people, like at first I was kind of like oh, this is a Toronto party. People are like all like stush and like in their own ways and like People, I don't know, like, in general, from, like, Toronto, I, I, like, get a just a sense of, like, disengagement. Like, people don't necessarily, like, love talking to other people, mm-hmm. for the most part, because I know, like, I don't, for the most part. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, so I was kind of like, no, like, it's Toronto, like, no one's going to really want to talk to me. If they want to look through the racks, like, I'd be like, oh, feel free to look through the racks. We're, like, not going to really engage anyone. But people were, like, super receptive. They were like, hey, like, what is this? What is this about? Like, tell me something. Like, they were just very, and it's like, I think it's really important in business to feed off of people mm. and like give what they're giving and mm. match like their wavelength match their personality a little bit well, it's funny that you say feed off of people because i remember me initially i was like really i thought my energy was just low like you know going to the event i was excited about it but i was like oh whatever it's just another event you know what i mean mm-hmm. but then when i saw you just be like hey have you guys heard about the client on trading company mm-hmm. that sparked that like ignited me right away because i was like oh man like cod's doing it like you know let me let me go out and do my part now as well mm-hmm. too that's like just talking to people engaging them and everything too right mm-hmm. and it's nice too because even from that party we're able to make like what four brand new connections yeah that's hopefully gonna lead us to like something positive you know yeah. and if not we're just another face that we know now exactly exactly yeah. right people know the company we sold a really good amount of products. We gave out a lot of cards. A lot of got a couple mm. more Instagram followers. Exactly, like you know, I'm creating some content as well too, right? Yeah. So overall, like I personally thought it was a success. It was I a really great success. It. it was yeah. a huge success, and it also like got us back into the swing of things because we have another event coming up this weekend in Montreal. So Ooh. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So like I think it was like a good type of like practice run because that event's gonna be a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. But it was a good uh, practice run to kind of get us like in the swing of like getting comfortable talking to people, getting comfortable like just like artic- talking about our product, yeah, like our art- company one yeah, more time, right? Exactly, and like articulating like what we do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I'm excited. No, hundred percent. And the thing that made me think, I'm actually thinking about this now. Like maybe we should get in touch with like different artists within the city and curate like a merch for them 
or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yeah. clearly that's what the demographic is. Like his demographic was really similar to ours. Yeah. So if we can like feed into other people's demographics, bring them value. Because now it's bringing like the whole experiential shopping for customers, right? It's like yeah. they're going to a concert, plus they can get sick clothing as well. So it's like, yeah. it's a win-win, right? Everyone loves in a good experience. Yeah, like, 100%. Like especially nowadays, like there's so many things like in the city that's like competing for your attention and competing for your money, you know? So like, if you can find a way to create like a really cool experience for things, to, for people to kind of like, you know, take time of their day, out of their day to specifically go to that over something else, I think that's really important. The hard part is, is like figuring out how to do that. Mm-hmm. The hard part is like figuring out like, what are people interested in? What, what do people want to see? I think like Tyler and his whole like, people behind him, they did a really good job at like, kind of like figuring out like what people like so everyone likes music everyone likes clothing fashion trip for to a certain extent they have a little like snack especially bar. his demographic too right yeah they had a little snack bar set up a little photo booth like i think it was a really good like step in the right direction for like creating a cool like experience for people and it was at like a, this really cool uh like virtual reality yeah, lounge. In Toronto, yeah. Yeah. yeah so like it was a really like interesting con concept it was really on trend it was really um, like new and different like it wasn't something that like everybody does which is really big in Toronto like people really like doing things that like nobody else has really done before mm-hmm. which is like anywhere really I would think but but yeah I think it was a great event and it was a good little like start for us mm-hmm. and even for us too right it gave us an opportunity to like look at our old son techniques so yeah. we saw like how we're talking to people and how we're engaging with people yeah and one guy that I really sat down with um really young guy but he was really insightful I love that, you know? I try to stay away from looking at people's age Mm -hmm. and really more so focus on their mindset. Mm -hmm. And he said one thing that he really liked about us. We didn't... We we weren't selling him clothes. We were having a dialogue that Mm -hmm. he was able to resonate with. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important too, right? Understanding your audience and understanding that, like, hey, some people just want to, hey, there's a shirt, go get it. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're our... our I don't want to say selling tactics, but that's essentially what they are. Yeah, like yeah, our yeah. selling tactics, like they change for like each event. So when we were in New York, at first we were oh trying to. Oh my gosh! We, I remember, I lost my voice in New York. Yeah. Holy yeah, crap! Yeah, you did. When we were in New York, we were trying to use like the Toronto way of doing things, and it right? Didn't like, work. like, oh, how are you today? With like little small chit chat, and when then like, like, nah, son, we got two for twenty, yeah. one for five. Let's yeah. go, son. Yeah. Go. <laughs> New York is like straight to the point. Show them the yeah, product. Yeah, 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 yeah. Show them, tell them the price. Just straight up, yeah, straight yeah, down, yeah. like. And if they gas them, it'd be like, "Yeah, son, this is gonna look sick with you, son." Yeah, like, Bet. like, Bet. like if they want it, they want it. They don't. On to the next. Like, there's no room for, mm-hmm. "Hey, how are you?" People don't want to hear that. I, I say, "Hey, how are you?" They're already like, like down the hallway. Like anyways, like. Yeah, they, <laughs> they just don't care. Not rude, just very like straight and to the point. Yeah. In Toronto, it's obviously a little bit different. Even in like Ottawa and stuff, it was a yeah. little bit different. People were really more into like conversation, like mm-hmm. talking. I feel like in Montreal, it's gonna yeah. be similar to the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Because people in Montreal are very, like... Um, laissez-faire. Laissez-faire. Mm. Oh, they're very, like, engaging. Mm-hmm. They're very... They like conversation. Honestly, these are, like, major generalizations, so, like, don't take any offense. It's just what I've <laughs> From seen, what we've noticed, from, from our what, perception. From what I've noticed, I've been to Montreal a few times. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Fabergé. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this is just from what, like, I've noticed, that mm-hmm. people in Montreal, they like to, like, conversate. They like to talk, so... I think it's going to be a really good event because I think that our personalities kind of cater Maybe, more yeah, towards yeah. more of like conversational as opposed to being super aggressive because we're both not like super aggressive yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really good event. I'm really excited because we get the opportunity to like be in a demographic that is really interested in both like our vintage stuff as well as like our contemporary and like off-white stuff. So mm. I'm excited because a lot of the times we go to events and it's like just vintage stuff, you yeah, know? And, yeah, like, yeah. and like we've actually never really been to an event where we've had our off-white of stuff. Yeah. Well, Tyler's event, but like... Yeah, but like but, a bigger event. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I'm, and I'm really excited because we already have people messaging up on Instagram mm. saying like, hey, are you guys going to be at Sneak Peek? And we're like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, could you guys reserve some pieces for me? Yeah. So it's clear that the demo, that's what the demographic wants yeah. too, right? There's a demand for it. Exactly. And we have the what they want. So that's always exciting, right? Exactly. And I think that's one of the most important things. Like, yo, give the people what they want. Yeah. Don't make it romantic. Don't make it emotional. Talk to them, figure it out, and deliver. And I think with this event, it's kind of, um, it's going to be good for us because now we've done kind of like, uh, like three sneaker type events. Yeah. 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 Three, like three sneaker type events right now. So we know kind of like what people are looking for. Mm -hmm. We know the demographic. We know the type of stuff that they're interested in. They like that vintage, but they also like, you know, the newer stuff, the off-whites, the Supremes. And then they also like kind of like the vintage 90s stuff that's Mm -hmm. like NASCAR and like those types of things. So I think like we have a really good collection that we Mm -hmm. kind of curated for this event. So I'm really excited to see how it does. No, 100%. And it's crazy too, right? And then we're going to be switching to a demographic that's older yeah classic yeah and really more so in tune with the contemporary styles too right yeah. so a lot of the off-white stuff a lot of the trendy maybe like nike really bright pieces those will have to stay back there yeah like you know what i mean yeah. and that's what i'm really starting to like is that like we're listening to our audience mm-hmm. we're understanding like hey yeah we have th- these type of pieces but maybe we only need a hundred we don't need to bring all 300 we don't need to bring yeah. all 500 you know yeah. what i mean so i think that's really important as well as like understanding what your market wants mm-hmm. and the one reason why we're able to do that, one, of course, through trial and error. Yeah. And two, the constant motion of trying different events, doing different things, and realizing, like, uh, this is not really working, you know what yeah. I mean? Maybe we should just change this up a bit. Yeah. But the one thing that I will say, because I remember the last time that we were at the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show, I did notice that there were a lot of, like, younger people there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that our assumption mm-hmm. that, like, they may be mm-hmm. more so interested in, like, the older type of vintage stuff may not be the case yes. so I do want to bring some of the newer stuff no 100% 100% we'll have like some in the back like, yeah hey, like hey are you interested in this you mm-hmm. know what I mean just to like show it up there just in case they want it like only by request only <laughs> request only stuff but but yeah I think like overall we're getting a better idea of like curating specifically for our events and like working with our demographic essentially so I think it's good no definitely and the one thing I realized about the Toronto vintage clothing show is that they actually started doing a lot of ads on Instagram yeah so nowadays it's like their marketing in the in 2018 because before was they would give out flyers do a bunch of newspaper ads which has the potential to work but nowadays a large portion of the audience is is based online but I think it's also the market too like the market for vintage clothing has changed completely at least from like my perception of it like I think like when people were thinking before when people were like oh yeah I'm into vintage clothing Mm -hmm. it was more so like um 
Yeah, like I like like that like 1930s, 1920s, 1940s, and 50s type of stuff, mm-hmm. which is what like predominantly like the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show is. But nowadays, I think there's a lot more younger people and people like our age that are into the vintage clothing. So right. like vintage isn't just like the 1930s, 40s, 50s. It's like the like early 90s, like and 80s. Yeah, even but- like early 2000s is like somewhat considered vintage to some, yeah, to people. some people, right? You know what I mean? So I think like because like the what vintage means is changing yeah because it's based based off like let's say like 30 years right yeah where before it was like the year 2000 and you have something from like 95 that's only five years yeah now it's 2018 so exactly exactly so because like what the word vintage means is changing Mm -hmm. the demographics also changing so it only makes sense that the way that they're targeting those groups are changing so like before it may have made sense for them to use like flyers and newspaper ads because it was all like people in their like 40s and 50s that were going to these events yeah now it's like i'm not reading a news i can't remember the last time my fingers have flipped a page of a newspaper you know i cannot remember the last time maybe when i was like maybe when i was like 12 years old that was probably the last time you know and like i can't remember the last time i was like well let me take this flyer and keep it in my pocket and save it for this actual event you know everything's either on Facebook or Instagram where you get like the majority of your information from so mm-hmm. I think like it only really makes sense that their tactic has changed and I think that will only be a benefit for like us and everyone else yeah 100% there. but also we also have to help them by doing advertising as well too right yeah of course when they send us all those materials we have to ensure that we're doing our part you know even if like 40 extra people come based off of our name like that doesn't only help us it helps the business community and also it helps for another better event and another better event and everything yeah. you know so I think um, overall for this week, uh, the main things that I want to focus on is revisiting the business plan. Well, that's for our, our trip, but our we'll trip. write it down so we'll, we know when to do it. Exactly, and, and then um, I'm gonna get together. Well, we're both gonna get together tonight. All the items to send to our uh, web, web dev- developer. Okay, yeah. So. Um, all of the picture descriptions are done, but I just have to organize like a few articles that we're going to post to the blog, pick some pictures and make a title for okay, them all. Cool. And then building personal Instagrams, that's, yours is already working. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's an ongoing process, right? Yeah, so. it's going to be ongoing, but I'm going to start this week taking a, one picture every day. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, perfect. So is there anything in particular that you want to do this um, week? Or not necessarily. I was just kind of just in general wanting to um, organize everything for uh, Montreal, which okay. everything's already set up. Like the Airbnbs, already contacted her and messaged her and make sure that... So how is that? That's all good? To yeah, me? she was like, yeah, because I told her that we're going to check in after the event. And she was like, yeah, no problem. I have her number, so everything's fine. And then... Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We checked the check-in time for sneak peek, which is 10 a.m. or oh, yeah. sorry, 8 a.m. Yeah, they said we can be there as early as 8 a.m. 8 a.m. But I think we're going to be leaving Toronto, or let's say 5. Yeah. It's about four and a half hours. We'll be there for about 9.30. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. They said that they recommend people coming before 10.30 just yeah. so you have Enough a bit time of time for yeah. like people to come in or whatever, which I'm sure we will. We'll be fine. Yeah. And like we're experts at setting up and breaking down now. Yeah. So it shouldn't take us more than an hour. Yeah. We're it's like a dance for us. Yeah, like, like, we both know our role. Twerk it. Twerk it. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay. We both know our role. <laughs> You're thinking about the waltz. I'm here thinking yeah, about Yeah, I'm thinking like about a, like a tango or something. <laughs> <Cha-cha>. like, <laughs> okay. But yeah, anything that you would like to add? Um for the most part, no. Let's just continue doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. we have a long journey to go because like the thing about our business is like there is no timeline there's no expiration date so what we all all we have to do is be consistent and be innovative you know whatever we see that's new let's try it out 
And like I said, trial and error. That's, yeah. that's my favorite thing, just trial and error. Yeah, for just sure. Just keep doing it. Okay, so I think that's about it for everything yeah. for this week, eh? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us again for episode we don't know. And... Uh, <laughs> seven or eight. Yeah, seven or eight. Some, somewhere around there, right? And please don't forget, like and share so we know that you care. Until next time. Always rhyming. Got this perfect timing. Ooh. See what I said? Always rhyming. Mm-hmm. All right, take care.